What is up, Dolph fans, and welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins official podcast network covering your team, your Miami Dolphins, each and every day. How's it going, everybody? It is Monday, a special edition here of the Drive Time Podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I'm here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we're going to welcome in Jay Fiedler on this podcast to talk about the 2001 victory over the Oakland Raiders as the Dolphins head to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders on Saturday for a special primetime game. We'll hear from Jay on that very unique and special game and big-time Dolphins win coming back after 9-11, his touchdown run to win that game late against the Raiders. Let's go ahead and jump right into that here on this Monday, December the 21st edition of the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins... We already had the earlier podcast for you guys today talking to Kyle Van Noy. Let's go ahead and jump right into this interview with Jay Fiedler talking about 2001, the victory over the Oakland Raiders. And I'm thrilled to be joined now by former Dolphins quarterback, a man that needs no introduction, 36 and 23 as the Dolphins starting quarterback from 2000 to 2004, the last Dolphins QB to win a playoff game, Jay Fiedler. Jay, what's up, man? Welcome back in. Travis, thanks, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm better than you, apparently, because I heard you're stuck in some snow up there in the Northeast. Yeah, I just I just finished shoveling uh, the driveway and uh, had a little hot cocoa. Get ready for you. Uh, hey, the hot cocoa part, I will envy a little bit. I don't miss the cold weather, but you know those those techniques to get back to being warm, those are certainly missed. Yeah, well, we, we needed them when we had to go up to Buffalo and uh, New England in December every year. Yeah, there you go. I was actually watching a, a YouTube clip the other day. I think it was like one of those Twitter vintage accounts where they showed you on the field pregame up in Buffalo. And I, I want to say it was yeah. maybe 2000, and you were saying, beautiful day out here, and it was like probably 20 degrees. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I played college up at Dartmouth in uh, New Hampshire, so I was used to the cold, you know. Going up there, I think the O line loved it when I went out there in shorts uh, and, and just a, a, a lightweight long sleeve t shirt for warm up. So, uh, yeah, definitely got the guys fired up and uh, we had a great game that day. Yeah, you're a little bit ahead of your time. I, I recall seeing some some of the college kids these days, they'll they'll make it a point to go out there shirtless and get like some push ups and stuff like that to try to, I guess, set the tone. But you did it on your own in your own way back in those days. But, um, you know, the last we talked, Jay, we were on the same season or not the same season, rather. We were in the 2000 season talking about the finale against the Patriots in that cold-weather game. But today we're going to go to the beginning of the t- 2001 season. And as I can see in your background there, you still have the uh, the poster up. Now, last time we talked, it was your your uh, sunshade from the window, but now it's a little more prominently displayed there, Jay. Well, yeah, you know, I, I used to do the Zooms up in my office where my computer was, and uh, I just decided that that shade in the background kept giving a glare, kept giving a glare, and... Uh, you know, rather than taking taking the, uh, the the poster to block the the, the shade, block block the sun, I figure I'll just take my computer and come downstairs, uh, you know, to the basement. 
Well, I'm, I'm glad to see that it still looks great because there's obviously no sunspots on it. It looks fantastic. I think most Dolphins fans remember that game and that Sports Illustrated cover with Jay in the end zone kind of pumping the fist after a game-winning touchdown run. But, you know, I, I'm sure Dolphins fans remember this game for that reason, a, a big reason why, but also a major, major, you know, life-changing period in our country here. And I think to start off here, Jay, and, you know, this is a tough transition to make, I'd like to kind of just give you the floor. Maybe we can go back and forth, but I want to know, like, what was that week like leading up to this game? Because, you know, the 9-11 tragedy had just happened. You guys, I want to know, like, how did you find out? What was the the scheduling like, the the communication as far as what you're going to do? What was it like when you guys first found out about, you know, 9-11 and the schedule afterwards? Yeah, well, you know, remember it was, uh, you know, we had two weeks because they actually canceled the week of the season. Uh, you know, when, uh, after 9-11 happened and, and we didn't know what was, you know, what was going on, what was going to happen. Uh, uh, you know, 9-11 ended up that year, uh, 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 coming on an off day on a Tuesday. So, you know, I remember being at home and, uh, uh, you know, waking up to, to, to get up, to go into the facility, to, to watch some film and get prepared for, uh, for the next week and, uh, you know, turn the TV on and, and see what's going on. And, uh, you know, it took, took me a while to get in that day. Uh, you know, I had, uh, you know, being from New York and uh, growing up in the area, you know, I knew one of my best friends from college uh, actually worked in the World Trade Center at Cantor Fitzgerald, uh, you know, up on the, the 100-something floor. And, uh, you know, if you uh, if you remember anything about, you know, 9-11, Cantor, you know, was one of those companies that, that lost, you know, probably 90% of uh uh, of the company there. And, uh, you know, luckily he was still working some overnight hours and, uh, got out of there in the morning, but I didn't know that, you know, so, you know, I spent a good part of the day trying to connect with him or, or, you know, other people, friends and family that, uh, uh, you know, can, can find out what was happening. And, you know, the phones were all messed up that day, uh, uh, with everyone trying to communicate, uh, with, with, with their family and with their friends, uh, so it took a while to, to finally get the, the good news that uh, that he wasn't in there and uh, and survived. But, you know, over the next uh, day or two, you find out uh, stories of other people and other friends, who, you know, friends of friends or or, uh, you know, uh, people that are connected with, uh, with 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 close friends and family that, uh, you know, it's just such a tragic uh, day and uh, uh, an aftermath uh, beyond that. So. You know, after after it happened, you know, we actually we had to go in, you know, the following day for practice on Wednesday. And, you know, it was a somber mood. Uh, no one really felt like practicing. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't recall. I, I think we did did just cancel that practice uh, that day. And we were kind of waiting for the NFL to make a decision on, uh, you know, on what they were going to do uh, uh, with the week. I think every sports uh, organization during that time period was, was trying to figure it out. Uh, um, you know, I know baseball, uh, you know, was, uh, getting towards the end of their season. Uh, you know, they didn't know what was going on. Uh, football didn't know what was going on. It took a, a day or two for the NFL to finally say, Hey, you know, what? let's cancel this week and, you know, we'll, we'll let you know. And, and, uh, ended up coming back the following week, uh, to play the game. So, uh, you know, it was definitely a surreal, uh, time and, you know, and then the preparation getting back, uh, you know, even a couple of weeks later after, after it happened, uh, um, 
you know, you still had, uh, you know, a lot of things going on, you know, air travel was, uh, was different. Uh, um, you know, everything, you know, was a bit different at, uh, at that point. Uh, you know, I know my dad used to make it down to every single game of mine. Uh, uh, you know, he traveled whether it was home or away, uh, you know, and he, he got, he hopped on a jet blue flight to come down, uh, uh for, for the Raider game. And he said there were about four people on the flight. Wow. Uh, you know, and it was, you know, the people were that scared of, of getting on planes and, uh, you know, didn't want to resume, you know, the, the, the travel. So, uh, you know, it was, it was just a crazy time, but, uh, you know, as, as an athlete, you always, you know, use, uh, you know, use your sport and use your, your profession as a way to, you know, for, for a few hours a day and, and uh, you know, to, to kind of get away from, you know, the, the distractions of life and, and it allows, you know, it allowed us as, as athletes to, you know, be able to, to, you know, get our focus away from what was going on and the tragedy that was happening and, uh, you know, realize that life does move on and, and, uh, you know, you have to keep pushing forward. And, you know, we translated that into, you know, coming back on the field and, and really allowing America to heal and, uh, 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 you know, give them, you know, a bit of normalcy. Uh, again, after a couple weeks of, of grieving, I'm glad you mentioned that because you know I wasn't. I mean, I was in sixth grade, Jay, so I didn't really you know have the full grasp of the concept of what was happening as far as the, the gravity of the situation. But you know, I, I do remember watching sports as a, a kid that only really cared about sports at that time in my life. And I remember like the Andrewsy brothers for the Patriots coming onto the field yeah. with the American flags, and uh, you know Rudy Giuliani throwing out the first pitch of the Yankees game in the playoffs, and they came back to play. Or um, even even this game, they showed John Gruden on the sideline, and he was you know he was tearful. It was an emotional moment for him, and I'm sure everybody else involved. I was wondering, you mentioned because you had that connection back to New York, did the coaches ask you or maybe anybody else to kind of get up and address the team? Like, what was there some some type of therapy session coming back in? Because you know, like you mentioned, this is so unprecedented. Maybe you have to find a new way to approach it. Yeah, you know, we 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 did talk it out. You know, as a team. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, we were talking about whether, you know, we even want, you know, before the the NFL made their decision, you know, whether we even, you know, wanted to go back and, and play. And, uh, you know, that was a team discussion on, you know, what we would recommend to the NFL and, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, even getting back out to practice uh, was a discussion that uh, that we had when was the right time to, you know, to, to return. And, uh, um you know, it was, uh, you know, I mean, for me, I remember, you know, because of my New York connection and, and uh, you know, connection there, uh, you know, and also just being a, a team captain, uh, you know, it was an honor uh, for me uh, when the team came out, uh, when we were announced in, in the pregame, you know, to, to be out front with the American flag and, uh, you know, lead the team out uh, from, from the locker room, uh, you know, right before the, uh, the national anthem and, you know, uh, there was a time that, uh, again, like I said, you know, the country was really coming together and everyone, you know, was uh, uh, was patriotic at that time, uh, you know, feeling for, you know, whether it was New York or, or D.C. that got hit or, uh, you know, the Pennsylvania crash, uh, you know, really affected everyone across the country. And, uh, uh, you know, it was a time that, uh, you know, the, 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 the U.S. came together to unite and, uh, uh, you know, united around. Uh, you know, sports. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the, the, the big catalyst for, 
you know, returning, like I said, returning to, to, to normal activity. Yeah, I was going to say that had to have been a motivation for you guys, right? Like kind of not taking the onus to be the ones that, you know, turn things back to normal, but you had to take some pride in that, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it was, it, it was, like I said, an honor to, to, to be in that situation, to be in that uh, in that moment, uh, uh, to, to show the country that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going up against the Raiders and, uh, you know, we, we can't stand them, but, uh, you know, we're all together and, uh, you know, and bringing America back together, you know, uh, uh, back to normal. So we do want to talk about this game at some point. I'll kind of, I guess, try to make this relation in the transition. Was there like kind of a sluggish feel to it at the beginning? Or did you have a moment where you kind of got back into the game or was it once the ball kicked off, you were ready to go? Like was, it had to have been different to start that game off. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the emotions of the, uh, of the national anthem yeah. definitely hit a chord with a lot of people. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, being back out on the field, uh, I think they had a big flyover for, for that game, uh, uh, you know, which was, uh, you know, energetic and, and emotional all at the same time they had the huge, you know, American flag out on, out there. And, uh, uh, you know, I think they invited, uh, some, some first responders, you know, down to the game and, and military uh, to, to be out there. So, uh, you know, there was definitely a lot of pageantry around, uh, you know, the patriotism of, of coming back and, and playing. But, you know, like you said, I think, you know, you, you get that fly over the national anthem and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, the energy that's, that's built from all the emotion, you know, that, that went through uh, getting to that point, uh, you know, once the game starts, you know, there was a lot of built up uh, emotion to, to, to get into the game. And so, you know, they always, the first thing I learned in podcasting, Jay, was to play the hits, talk about the most pressing issues first. I think that was obviously first and second would take us all the way to the very end of the game. So I think most people remember this game for obviously the 9-11 return, but also the game winning touchdown, the, this poster right behind you here where you're lying in the end zone uh, celebrating a game winning touchdown Rush. I had I had one question. I'd love to get an answer on here, but I think that's kind of part of the larger equation. So it's it's third down, which means you've got two plays to get across the goal line. And you, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and do this chronologically. So you're in the huddle. It's third yep. and goal from the two yard line. No timeouts. You got no timeouts in your back pocket. So Chan, the offensive coordinator, has to be in your ear telling you, "Hey, if it's not there, throw that thing away." Right? Well, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I knew the situation. Uh, you know, I knew I knew what was in, involved. Uh, uh, and when I did make that decision to, to run for it, uh, you know, I knew the consequences if, if I wasn't able to get there. Uh, so, you know, in the back of my head, you know, going into that play, coming out of the huddle, uh, you know, that was really like our two-point play, uh, you know, that, that, that we worked on, you know, for a two-point situation. Uh, obviously, we were down in that, uh, in that part of the field uh, to, to do it and, you know, when you when you think about it, you know, your two point play is, you know, really going to be your best play for that situation. Uh, so, you know, we dialed it up at, the, at that point and uh, it, it really gave me a lot of options on that play. You know, it was a full bootleg, but, uh, you know, there were three, four receivers, uh, uh, you know, that that were in my line of sight uh, for that play in addition to the run and and uh, and a throwaway option. So, uh uh, you know, all all were available to me. Uh, you know, I came out. Uh, I think I saw Hunter Goodwin uh, kind of flashed in front of me. Uh, uh, you know, as as a first option, he was covered. Uh, you know, I kind of continued out uh, out towards the sideline. 
and uh, Trace Armstrong kind of, you know, uh, mirrored me out there, started rushing uh, to me. I looked in the end zone, no one was open. Uh, and, and as I ducked inside of, uh, of Trace, I just saw, you know, plenty of green grass uh, and, and enough room for me to, 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 to beat whatever defender was going to, you know, come off of their man uh, to get there. So, you know, made that decision to, uh, to take off and run. And, uh, and uh, you know, thankfully, uh, it was the right decision. And uh, I was able to dive and get that ball over the end zone uh, before anyone came to hit me. Yeah, I, I took a bunch of notes here. And I, I noted a lot of the things you just talked about there. 21 personnel, offset eye, play action. You'd fake the toss sweep to the to the strong or to the field side and you rolled yep. naked to the to the boundary and they clamp. I think it was was it Rob Conrad in the flat? I have to. It, yeah. was, it was a fullback, mm-hmm. and so that was that the first read, or was it Hunter Goodwin? Uh, you, you're you're actually right. It was uh, Rob Conrad in the in the flat was the first read. Okay, uh, you know it was him coming back to Hunter, and then uh, uh, I think it was Aronde in the back of the end zone. Yeah. Uh, you know it was it was probably third read, but uh, you know I remember I, I know I came off of Rob real quick, and Hunter was kind of the guy that was you know iffy whether I could get it to him, and uh, uh, you know and then coming off of him to, to make the decision to run. So I, I'd love to just go further inside the mind of the quarterback for someone that's never going to experience, you know, I think the closest experience fans have to the NFL experience is that old Michael Vick commercial, the, the roller coaster that takes the kid around for the Michael Vick experience. But I'm curious because you mentioned Trace Armstrong and I had to go back and look up. I was like, the, the neck roll, that looks like it might be Trace. I had to go look at 93 on the roster card, and sure enough, it was him. And like you mentioned, you, you made a split decision where you're kind of angling towards the pylon, and then he's going to try to get the outside pursuit angle on you. And you made a decision like snap. Once you cut back inside, you that was it. Like you had to commit at that point. How, how fast does that happen? Like do you actually have a chance to sit there and be like, okay, well, if I cut inside here, maybe I can throw it away. Maybe I can find a target somewhere else. Or does it just kind of happen instinctually for you? Uh, you know, I think it happens instinctually. I think, you know, like I said, in, in the back of my mind, I knew all the decisions that uh, that, that I had to make, uh, and those are flash decisions. And as an athlete, you know, you got to take all that, process it, and uh, uh, and it happens just, you know, just like that uh, in the snap of a snap of a finger. And uh, uh, you know, when, like I said, you know, when I did cut inside, you know, that split that second decision was you either throw it away or you see green grass, you could get it, get it, get into the end zone and you go, uh, you know, and, and, and hesitation is, is what really causes, you know, mistakes out on the football field. So, you know, you got to make that decision. You got to commit to it and you got to go with it. And, you know, you learn as a quarterback, uh, you know, when it's time to pull the trigger, you got to pull it, uh, you know, whether it's throwing the ball into a window or whether it's, you know, making that decision to, 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 to run for it and, and, and go for a touchdown or a first down or whatever the situation might be. When you made the decision, was there ever a, a, a point in your mind where you're like, shit, I might not get in? Uh, you know, I don't think so. Uh, I, I mean, I, I saw the goal line as, as clear as day. I saw a, a clear path to it. Uh, you know, it probably looked a lot closer uh, on the film. But, uh, you know, I knew in the back of my mind that, uh, that, that, that I was going to be able to get there. So you do you do dive in, get across the goal line. We have again the, the image behind your right shoulder. There is you, is you lying in the end zone. Can you take us through your thoughts in that moment? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I have many thoughts. Just <laughs> euphoria, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, you dive. Uh, you know, I, I was you know just looking up. Uh, uh, you know, to make sure that the that the referee uh, gave the, the <laughs> touchdown signal. And as I'm looking up, 
you know, everyone's jumping all over me. And they, I think when my hand goes up, it's when I see the referee, you know, actually make, you know, come in and give the touchdown signal. You know, my hand goes up. I know it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's a game winning touchdown. And then, you know, I'm getting attacked by everyone uh, on the offensive side, uh, you know, uh, jumping all over me. And, you know, it was just uh, the energy in the building and in, uh, in the stadium, uh, the energy from, from the teammates and from the sideline. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of the loudest I, I heard the uh, pro player at Dolphin, you know, uh, pro player stadium, Joe Robbie Stadium, whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, went through about six different names while I was there, I think. Yeah, that was before the canopy got added on for what is now Hard Rock Stadium, so the yeah. noise didn't get trapped in the same way. But when when the seventy seven thousand whatever it is got got going, it was you could definitely hear them. So the the next part I want to ask is the kind of the aftermath because you know. We talk about third, the third down situation. Obviously, you have your your checklist you have in your mind that you talked about. But you know, it, it reminds me when I played basketball back in my day, Jay. Like if I if I jacked up a shot that was maybe off balance, or the coach wasn't a big fan of the low percentage shot I was taking, it was no, 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 and then it goes in. Yes, yes, no. good shot, good choice. <laughs> Did you have that moment in the film room with Chan at all, or like was it just all all celebration? Uh, no, you know, I think uh, look, the the ends always justify the means, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, but, but Hey, you know, that's, that was a choice on that play. Uh, so, you know, it's not, uh, it, it was a choice that was available to me. It was an option that was, uh, that was there to, to, to take. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I think I made the right choice. Yeah, you definitely did. <laughs> Dolphins get the second victory of the season. It was a big, a big game with the Raiders who were obviously, you know, in that era, uh, pretty much yep. perpetually a Super Bowl contender. So you guys were, were right there with them too and playing playing a tight game with those guys. And, you know, it was your second rushing touchdown of the game. You took a draw in earlier in the game. And I want to finish with this, Jay. You had the two rushing touchdowns. You had a huge conversion before the touchdown also with your legs. And earlier on the drive, you got absolutely walloped on a hit that wasn't flagged. And I mean, I cannot believe yep. that hit was not flagged. Today, there would have there would have been 30 flags pouring in <laughs> on that guy. But you just bounced right up. And I'm going somewhere with this so just stay with me for a second yep. you just kept getting up and all of this came after a pick six you threw uh with a one-point lead at the start of the fourth quarter and to me man like it, it just speaks to your resilient character and toughness i guess what i want to know is where did that kind of develop for you where you become this became this guy who was known for always getting up off the mat and always being competitive in those big moments like that's kind of what defines you for dolphins fans in that era where does that come from uh, well, look, it, it, it comes initially as an athlete, you know, with a, a desire and, and a, uh, you know, a hate to lose mentality. Uh, you know, it's uh, and we had a lot of guys on, on that team. Uh, you know, you think about it, Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas, uh, uh, you know, the, the, you know the, the, the defensive guys. I mean, Lamar Smith. I mean, these were hate, hate to lose uh, type guys, uh, you know, that that would do anything to, to go out there and, and, uh, you know, do whatever it takes, uh, to get a win. And, uh, you know, I was also, you know, playing, you know, at that point with a little chip on my shoulder as a undrafted, uh, you know, free agent quarterback, uh, guy who was, uh, you know, passed around for, for a few different teams and, uh, you know, finally got my opportunity, uh, with Miami and, and I wasn't going to let it up. Uh, you know, I was going to do whatever it took and, uh, you know, if they knock me down, I'm getting right back up. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I mean, you talk about the one hit, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, was 
should have been a flag and, uh, uh, you know, these days would be a fine ejection, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is, uh, you know, but, but these days I'd probably also be taken out of the, out of that game, uh, because of concussion protocol, uh, you know, cause I mean, you mentioned it, that I pop right back up, but, uh, I don't know if you saw on the, on, on the replay, you know, when I popped that back up, I, I took a little stumble, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I was a little, I think I was still a little bit dizzy at the time. And, uh, you know, this was before any of the concussion, uh, uh, you know, uh, talk, uh, you know, ever came up. And, uh, you know, for me, it was, you know, shake my head, uh, shake it off, uh, get back out there and, and continue to drive and, and let's go. And I remember, uh, you know, James McKnight came up from, from behind me and kind of steadied me as I got up and, and he called to the, uh, you know, to the trainers to come out. And that kind of just righted me, you know, right up. You know, when I heard him calling for, for the train, I turned back around. I told him, you know, and, and I don't know if this is a PG show or not, but, uh, you know, I, I, to- I told him to get his ass back in the, back in the <laughs> huddle and let's go down and, uh, and win this, you know, win this game because, you know, the, no, one's, no one's taking me out of the game right now. Uh, you know, I'm ready to go and, uh, you know, I feel good. Let's, uh, let, let's get after it. So, uh, um, you know, it was that, and then I, you know, I remember the, the, you know, we had a fourth down play, uh, uh, hit Diedrich Ward on that drive, uh, a couple plays before the touchdown. Uh, you know, so we came back and, uh, you know, obviously whatever hit to the head I got, then, uh, you know, was, was back and ready to go. And, uh, you know, I had my full capabilities, uh, you know, to be back out playing. That's a great spot to end the podcast right there. You guys go on to convert the two-point conversion, go up 18-15 and win by that final big, big win back in the second game of the season that year. Jay Fiedler, Dolphins quarterback from 2000 to 2004. Jay, it's always a pleasure, man. Be well, and thank you so much for your time today. Same here, Travis. Thank you. You as well. And there he goes, Jay Fiedler. Man, how cool was that? That was... I remember that game to this day. I'll never forget it. I'm sure that's how it is for most of you Dolphins fans out there as well. The 2001 victory over the Raiders. A very, very emotional day. A big-time performance there from Jay Fiedler. Let's go ahead and wrap this podcast up. Again, if you haven't heard the flashback podcast from today go ahead and check that out here on the miami dolphins podcast network on drive time also subscribe to the podcast as well as the fish tank and the audible podcast give me a follow on twitter it's at wingfield nfl follow the team at miami dolphins and of course check out miami until next time fins up <laughs>